Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Alan, Alan, it's Molly and Darren. Hello, Molly and Darren. Hello, oh, you I, recognize I, us? I do, I do. Yeah, sure you do. The Happy Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> A very warm welcome to the Happy Garden podcast. My name is Molly Green, and I shall be your <laughs> laughing already. I shall be your host, and I am joined by my co-host, the Laughing Gardener Darren Rose. Hello. Hello! <laughs> How we laugh, Darren. <laughs> well, we're up and running a bit quicker this time. <laughs> It only, it only took us, what, 12, 21 minutes to uh, <laughs> to press that, fix that, hit that, kick that, turn it off and on again, and here we are. <laughs> oh, dear. Fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, well, the first episode, the first one of our podcast, Darren, done ever so well, you know. Really? <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> How extraordinary. <laughs> We're going to do it all again today. How do we find you? Have you had a good week? I've had a really good week. I've been wheeling and dealing, ducking and diving, doing oh. bits in people's gardens, <laughs> you know, here and there. <laughs> Darren, you sound like, again, a sex pest or a burglar. <laughs> the latter. The la- <laughs> Have you been doing talks and, and bits and pieces, or have you been oh, doing landscaping been, yeah, this week? Yeah, yeah, I've been doing. Uh, I've done two talks this week, mm. and um, um, one, one was um, on garden history. Mm. So uh, quite a subdued talk on garden history and subdued. the impact of, <laughs> impact of history. And then uh, the other was my famous tea bags, bras, and tights. Sustainable gardening using. Everyday household items. <laughs> For anyone who hasn't been to one of Dartler's talks, um, don't we? You can get all the tips and the advice, and the, we can all share success stories and, and failures, and you know, learn from each other as well here on the Happy Garden podcast. What should we be doing today, then, our Dazzler? 
Well, what I'm bringing to the horticultural proce- proceedings yes. is a money-saving tip. Yes. Um, <laughs> SWAT or not, we're going to look at the wasp today, folks. You oh. know those pesky pests? They're not pesky. They always seem to be around us, don't they? Well, I'm going to make you love them. <laughs> Gardening jokes, I've got five, plus a bony eye. <laughs> five and a bony eye, yep. Five and a bony eye. And then, as we wander through... Uh, our wonderful podcast number two. How about we smatter some jobs for the weekend? Yeah, definitely. Um, we're recording this on... Uh, what day is it? What am I coming here for? What day is it? It's uh, the 12th of <laughs> September. Yes, um, and the weather has broken. It is pouring down outside across the UK. Wow, what a difference a week makes. Uh, so no doubt, Darren, you're going to be talking about um, what that's what effect that is going to be having uh, across the nation on our gardens as well. Always say, don't we, the garden needs it. Oh, yeah, you know, any amount of water. Um, obviously, it can be a little bit too much, but no, we definitely need water. Must, must plug our special next week because we're going to be talking about semi-right wood cuttings yeah doing it's that pruning. time of year yeah so we'll, we'll keep keep on plugging that as we yeah. wander through podcast number two definitely um so those are the bits and pieces that are coming up today all of this and more still to come on the happy garden with mark green and darren rush Yes, and anything that you would like us uh, to investigate, any aspect of uh, not just gardening, but just the garden in general, if there's a specific plant that you'd like Darren to profile or a technique you'd like Darren to profile or a tool, something about... Get- oh, we, I, we do want to do something about getting an allotment. Uh, that is on my on my list for a podcast in the future. Get- Have you ever had an allotment, Darren? Um no, I've never had an allotment, but we've grown vegetables in the garden. Mm. So um, we've had sort of an allotment space in the garden. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but I've ne- never actually had an allotment myself. Okay. My father-in-law used to. When uh, myself and my good lady got together, we used to go down to the allotment Aww. and spend a many happy hour. In the shed. Down there. In the shed. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice place to court, though. That's quite wholesome. Yeah, well, yeah. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Better than being around the back of Rackhams. <laughs> like some other people I could mention. Mm. Um, now, let me give you all the ways you can get in touch. Um, if you want Darren's advice, if, as I say, if there's something you'd like to suggest, your Happy Garden podcast, so uh, over to you. The email, oh, and I've got some emails, <clears throat> excuse me, which I must read a little bit later on. Uh, it's all one, one, it's not, well, one word, it's all sort of squashed up. The Happy Garden podcast at gmail.com you can get in touch with us on the email thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com I have my own Facebook which is Molly Green Molly with an I-E Darren Rudge has his own Facebook Darren Rudge with a G-E yeah (laughs) (laughs) and we're on Instagram as well and again it's it's all one word squashed up the Happy Garden Podcast on Instagram I am trying to get the Happy Garden Podcast Facebook up and running, Dazzler. I'm trying. I Maybe in a, I know. <laughs> I don't understand. No. Within a week or two, there'll be that there, and then everybody can share bits and bobs on that. Yeah. Well, basically, I, if I set it up, you can take it over because I, yeah, I don't definitely. understand. Yeah, it. It's going to be a wonderful community. Just make me an administrator. A what? And I'll uh, an administrator. A what? Yeah, no worries. Someone was no, it was you. I was going to say someone was trying to explain to me about feeds the other day, but it was you, wasn't it? It was me. Yeah. <laughs> The what? The feed. Um, so, yeah, I'll do all the other bits. You can do the social media, Dan. It's It's so funny because you've never been on Facebook. No. Nope. 
But you've got more friends than me, and I've been on for about 12 years. <laughs> I've been on for two weeks. Oh, Dara, I'm, I'm so popular. <laughs> no, you can share some of my friends. It's fine. I'll send some oh, over. I'll thank send you. some over. Um, listen, I do have a message on the email mentioning the uh, happy... Uh, gardenpodcast at gmail.com that, from Jason that says, uh, Molly Darren, brilliant. Looking forward to the Christmas podcast already. Listening to Darren retelling the story about being pulled up by the police for cutting holly and other foliage from a hedge in a Sainsbury's somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did that for you. <laughs> Don't blame me. It was a feature that we did at work. Well, we every year at work, because you like, well, you're amazing at making um, Christmas table displays and it was called Darren's Christmas Cracker, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah. and it was a table decoration. And, um, yeah, six o'clock in the morning, <laughs> the police stopped me and asked me what I was doing. Shone a torch in his face. <laughs> Excuse me, madam. Oh, I mean, sir. <laughs> and, and I mentioned Molly Green. This is all for Molly Green. They let you Dad and didn't have any sway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll have a lot of fun at Christmas. We will. Jason, thank you for getting in touch. Oh, and I've also got a lovely poem about you from Babs oh, as well, which I'll read a little bit later on. Fantastic. Okay. Oh, thank All you, right. Babs. Now, before we start, and we'll do jobs for the week ahead to kick us off, and we'll do some a little bit later on as well. But um, jobs for the week ahead, I just have to full disclosure let you know that I am waiting for a parcel. Okay. And it is the cat's refrigerated insulin, which should come any time in the next hour. All right. So, uh, which obviously I have to go and get, and uh, the gate. And so I asked Mr Green if he would test the doorbell for me a little bit earlier on. <laughs> this is our doorbell, isn't it? He went outside and I shouted for him to start. Go! <laughs> didn't really work. <laughs> but it did make some sort of noise. I think the batteries are going. But at least if you hear that noise, that's the insulin arrival. <clears throat> okay. <All right. laughs> How's the duvet on the wall, by the way? Oh, yes. Before we do commence, there's not just one duvet, Darren. To let no. everyone know, I'm sat at home in, in the office. Darren, you're at home in Block Switch. I am. I sounded a bit hollow last week, so this week, Mr Green has put... <laughs> it's the spare room. No one comes in here because someone died in here. What? <laughs> Which is That's a... why the burner phone works. <gasps> oh, no, it's after people's that. souls. Oh, God, I never thought of that. If you were listening to the pod first podcast last week, that we could the phone just demonised Dave. He's called Demon Dave now. <laughs> we tried to call him with a gardening question, and he just turned into Satan. <laughs> no, seriously, before we bought the house, someone, someone, the historical records say someone died in this room. So no one ever comes in here. So there's no, there's nothing in here. So we decided, obviously, this can be like the little podcast room because it doesn't get used. So. Um, so we've had to fill it out. So to my left here, there's um, a throw that's pinned to the wall. To my back here. There's a, a golfing umbrella against the door. And then to my right, um, the window has got the um, bed throw, bulldog clipped to the curtain pole. What is your postman going to think? I'm so <laughs> hot. Well, I'm glad that this throws up at the window, Darren, because I've had to take my top off. I am so hot. <laughs> It must be 90 degrees in here. So I'm really glad the window has a covering. <laughs> and so will the postman be. Anyway, look, should we start? <laughs> My microphone just fell over. I'm not, 
I'm not surprised with that <laughs> vision in your mind. Oh. I was going to say, I've got visual <laughs> images now. Yeah, well, we won't be doing the webcam thing just yet. <laughs> right, let's do some jobs for the week ahead, uh, Darren. Okay. Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes, that's nice. nice. It's a new one, I think, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Fabulous. Well, roses can be pruned after flowering. In fact, if you prune your roses after flowering, folks, you might get another flush of flowers at this time of year. But after pruning, just give them a little bit of fertiliser. So fish, blood and bone, or even bone meal, uh, will do the job for you. So give your roses a prune, OK? You might get a second flush, but also give them a little bit of a fertiliser. Evergreens can be lifted in September and indeed October and replanted. If you've uh, planted them in the wrong place and you just need to move them around the place, then uh, lift your evergreens. Um, a really good time to be planting things at this time as well. So anything that you need to plant, it's an excellent time, September, October into November, uh, to plant things around the garden. Control your grass weeds in the autumn. Think about aerating and scarifying as well and give that lawn a good tidy up. And check your trees. Uh, make sure that they're securely tied to stakes, OK, as we go into the autumn gales. And I think that'll do for jobs for the week uh, for this little section, don't you, Molly? Nice. Well, I don't know about you, but I've had a thoroughly lovely time listening to that sweetie darling. I know that I will be having a crack at some of those jobs this week. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next week for more absolutely rudgelicious gardening jobs for the week ahead. <laughs> You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Is that it? Can I go home now? You can go home. We must at this juncture thank our gorgeous friend, Dean Roberts-Lowe, who's knocking up... Rudgelicious. <laughs> No, Dean's knocking up this production for us and he is an absolute genius. So thank Fantastic. you, Dean. <laughs> oh, we love it. Yeah. Was um, that really Joanna Lumley? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> How much are you spending on this, Molly? <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, thank you, Dean. That was yeah, beautiful. Thank you, Dean. Um, right, should we do some money-saving tips? Um, oh, yes. I, very shortly, though, to the other side of this, uh, we want to talk about Cannon Hill Park. Uh, Darren and I are from Brum and the Black Country, and we have amazing open spaces, which we'll tell you about very, very shortly. But uh, Cannon Hill Park, one of our favourites, turned 150 weekend just gone. So we're going to find out a little bit more about that shortly. Right, now that our dazzler, let's do some money saving. Now, live on the Happy Garden Podcast, it's time for Darren's money saving tips. What's it on today? Eggs. Your favourite. My favourite. Eggs. So eggs are full of calcium, folks, nitrogen and potassium. Now, nitrogen gives you uh, green growth, so lush growth, potassium for fruits and flowers, and calcium is uh, adds to uh, plants' flocculation. Sounds a bit rude, doesn't it, that? But it means that's how they draw in their nutrients. They're essential nutrients for plants to grow healthily. So if you boil your eggshells for around about 15 minutes, allow them to cool and then strain them, the water is now a great liquid feed, and you can scatter the 
the eggshells across your beds and borders uh, to increase aeration um, and defend against your slugs and snails and things like that. So don't throw your eggshells away, boil them, water makes the instant liquid feed and then the shells themselves will improve your soil structure and keep slugs and snails at bay. There you go. Darren's Money Saving Tips. Good. Do you do you do all that with the um, eggshells that I give you? Yeah. Good. <laughs> sure you do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Darren, away. Darren, even though he's like one of my bestest buddies ever, I still charge him for a box of eggs. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they're worth paying for. They I are. mean, I did send you a picture last week, didn't I, of a oh, shop-bought yes, yeah. egg. And uh, one of your eggs, and your eggs, your egg is twice the size of a shop-bought egg, and you can taste the difference. A wonderful Molly's chicken eggs yeah. are absolutely a wonderful, and you uh, you should start a solid line selling eggs On, in a lay-by. In a lay-by. In a lay-by with a <laughs> with, with the, my golfing umbrella. With your golfing umbrella <laughs> and your duvet. And your duvet, which is up at, <laughs> up at the window. <laughs> In all seriousness, though, my girls, uh, they lay with love. They they really do. Um, and to reiterate on, uh, on what we were talking about last week, uh, the award-winning Molly Green, I, I say, this is my, not my accolade. The girls, the chickens that I have are so good. They win. They win every year at the Flongley Show, Best Eggs in Show. And they're all rescue chickens, which we will talk about on the Happy Garden podcast, won't we, Dazzler, in the weeks to come? Yeah. Because you do some wonderful things. Yeah. You really do. Wonderful. We do some wonderful work. Myself and my husband, for 17 years now, have volunteered um, and rescue um, caged hens. And I think, I think about 175,000 have been uh, rescued by himself, myself and our team as well. And that's just locally, but this is a national operation, which we'll talk about uh, another time. If you fancy chickens in the garden, it is something that we're going to cover. Yay. Right, let's um, let's do the birthday bit. A happy birthday now on the Happy Garden podcast. Birmingham has 591 parks and open spaces, totalling over 3,500 hectares, which is 14 square miles, more than any other equivalent-sized European city, something that we're very, very proud of. And one special park in the city is celebrating its 150th birthday. And I spoke to Chris Blythe, he's from Birmingham Open Spaces Forum, about the park. So Cannon Hill was constructed on land gifted to the city by uh, Louisa Ryland, who was a, a, a landowner and philanthropist back at the time. It was probably the, the fourth park to be, public park to be opened in the city. So the first one was Adderley Park back in 1856. Uh, and then a few years later, after Calthorpe Park and Aston Park, uh, we saw Cannon Hill Park open in 1873. Uh, 150 years ago this month. And comparatively speaking, is Cannon Hill the, the largest park? It's not the largest, just under 82 acres. Uh, it's one of the largest. There are, are larger ones, the Sutton, Sutton Park uh, and Coffin Park are certainly a little bit bigger. Uh, but it's certainly one of, the, uh, one of the largest and one of the most popular. Um, you know, when it was when it was originally opened, it was described as a, a 30 minute walk from the city centre, uh, which and at that time was was in the Worcestershire countryside, you know, away from the, the smog and the smoke of the uh, of the industrial sort of urban town city centre at that time. 
What's in the park, Chris, for those that haven't been to Cannon Hill Park in Brum? Give us like a, a broad overview of, of the trees, the greenery, the green space, the planting. What's, what's the park like? It's very, very varied. Lots of, of tree areas, lots of different trees and arboretum, lots of what we'd probably see as kind of traditional park areas with flower beds. Uh, one of the few city, you know, the few parks in the city where, where flower beds are, are maintained. It's got the Boer Wall Memorial going back over a hundred years. The the Mac Centre, the boating and 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 bird lake. You know, lots of different spaces, including some really wild, you know, uh, wild spaces as well. So so something for everybody really. So so Birmingham Open Spaces Forum supports. The, the Friends of Parks groups across the city. Um, and we've got about 130 member groups right across the city. Some, you know, quite large, for example, Cotteridge Park, that's been going for a long time, or, or, or some quite small, just a couple of people and their dog. But the, the Friends of Parks groups that wear the umbrella for get support from Birmingham Open Spaces Forum. Uh, we don't manage them, we don't control them, but we, you know, we support them to develop and, in, you know, volunteer in their green spaces. So that might be conservation, it might be events to, to get other people involved in the park, it might be or looking after an orchard, it, it's, it's looking after or supporting the park, uh, supporting the council with, with maintaining the park, looking after the park and, and making them a better place for everybody to, to engage people to go into. Last financial year, volunteers within the city's green spaces from our members contributed over a million pounds worth of hours to maintaining the city, you know, to supporting the city's parks that they look after and they're, they're really really passionate people as we all are but but the friends of cannon hill park we we we, we haven't got a formal friends of cannon hill park group and it would be great on the 150th anniversary to uh, to get some people involved in that and to to um to help set that up this year's chelsea display uh is is in the park and, and that display itself celebrates the history of you know of birmingham's parks as a whole um, as you know, as in this anniversary of Cannon Hill Year, not everybody knows about the history of of, of tightrope walking locally, which was in the Chelsea display. Yes, it is indeed. Yes, um, and a, a figure in there on a, on a, on a tightrope. Uh, I, I myself live quite close to Edgbaston Reservoir, so uh, that story is is one that uh, that I hold quite close. So, what is the story then? Who, who did what? So there were there were two tightrope walks, one at Edgbaston, and I can't remember where the other one was, but essentially Blondin did the did the walk across Edgbaston Reservoir successfully, and and the other one, unfortunately, uh, actually somewhere else, somebody somebody died as they walked across. I think the the city, some of the urban landscape, rather than across the water. Oh, gosh, I didn't realise that bit of history. Finishing on a, a death note, you know, yes. sorry about that. <laughs> but on a positive note, um, I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful um, weekend. Congratulations, happy birthday. The celebrations in the sunshine are going to be lovely. An awful lot of smiles in Cannon Hill Park this weekend, I'd imagine. Indeed, yeah, I, I think so. It's it's a lovely day for it. Yeah. There's a lot going on and, uh, and, and we hope to see lots of people down there later.
That was Chris Blythe, who I spoke to from Birmingham Open Spaces Forum, talking about um, Cannon Hill Park, which is just an amazing place. Happy birthday to them. Um, parks, Darren, I mean, gosh, you're synonymous with parks locally. You've done all sorts, haven't you? Tell us about Willenhall Memorial. Willenhall Memorial Park wanted me to construct and design a garden that celebrated the First World War because actually that park was built by veterans that came back from uh, the war, Molly. Yeah. So I basically dealt with the friends of the park who are wonderful, wonderful people. And I've done this for lots and lots of parks in the West Midlands, mm. so um, not just Willenhall Memorial Park. And you meet the friends groups and they are so, so, so ingrained in their park and they have so much love for their green spaces. It's absolutely inspirational. So what we did for Will and All Memorial Park is exactly what they asked us to do. We built a memorial garden, and it's still there today. They look after it, and that's the main thing. That's what these, these people are, guardians of our green spaces. And we really need to support them. We really, really do need to support them because they look after our parks, and these are the, uh, you know, the places where we like to go and have a walk, walk the dog, take the kids, whatever. We just need to conserve these spaces for our future generations don't we just describe your memorial darren were we to walk down the, uh, the the park path what would we be looking at well it's in an area uh, that's dominated by trees so uh, when we first looked at the site it was just turf but really really rough turf so um because of the light so we took out all the turf i put a pathway right the way down the middle and um, we put a lich gate in which is synonymous with religion also uh, the first world war itself i put a, a mock trench in as well so you can walk through the mock trench and just get a, a little bit of a feeling of what it was like uh, being in the trenches there were um, a timber uh, rifles stood on end so just to symbolize that the uh, the war was over and done with and actually they um, they had actually packed up their things and gone home and then we just planted it with all sorts of herbaceous perennials there was a pergola in there with roses uh, which is synonymous with Britain and you know our soldiers just a brilliant space to be with benches, natural benches. So it was just a, a natural landscape we tried to create for the park itself. And I've had I've two separate um, listeners have sent me two separate pictures of two separate robins, either sat on a rifle or the bench or yeah. robins that hang about, which is yeah. beautiful. Yeah, and it's, it's great because... You build something like that and you install something like that and then wildlife just comes in. Yeah. It's just absolutely superb. Yeah. Build it, it and really they will is. come. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Beautiful. Uh, well, listen, if you want to tell us about your local park, your local green space, um, why you love it, do you take the kids down there? As Darren said, it's you know it's a free open space. It can be used for all sorts. If you want to, to share your open space with us, please do. You can drop me an email. Uh, it is the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. It's all one word, the Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com. Maybe we can do something on that in a future podcast. That would be great. Right, Adaz, let's shall we have a titter? Yeah. Shall we have a titter? Yeah. Do you want to do your jokes of the week? Yeah. Are they gardening? They, they're all loosely. garden. They're all garden, garden related. related. All right, then. So they're all to do with gardens. We'll, we'll be the judge of that. Now in the happy garden. It's about time for some Alan Titters. Brace yourself for your gardening jokes of the week from Darren Rudge. Right, we're braced. I've assumed, I've assumed sure? the position yet. Go. <laughs> Why is Dwayne Johnson considered a reliable man? Oh, I love Dwayne Johnson. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't know. Because he's the rock. Oh. <laughs> I'll give you that one. Good. What do you get if you cross a cantaloupe with a brassica? Mm, don't know. A melancholy. Oh, good. Two. Why did the chef who kept spreading gossip get the sack? No idea. He couldn't stop spilling the beans. Oh, good. Three. Why did the farmer lose the comedy competition? Why did the farmer lose it? No, don't know. Because his jokes were too corny. Come on, Corny, buddy. yeah, oh. good. <laughs> Four. What's a carrot's favourite movie? Don't know. The Karate Kid. Oh, God, my favourite film. <laughs> you can have two for that. And a bonus. He's the bonus joke. What did the chef do who had never made a Caesar salad before? Mm, I couldn't possibly imagine. He took a stab at it. <laughs> Good. So was that the bone eye or was that number five? That was a bonus. Oh, that was the bone eye. You had six. Oh, that was, yeah. <laughs> they were all great. Well done, Darren. Oh. <laughs> That's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I think... Um, they weren't that funny. I think, well, I think they were. I think you excelled yourself with that one. Oh, thank you. No, no, no. Is that your Orson. I recognise that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Now. I recognise that. You've got the same No, I think it. that last bit really lets it down. <laughs> Darren, has the, Darren has the same washing machine that I do, so I recognise it. I just think the jingle is so great. <laughs> and then at the end, it just goes... <laughs> do, you know, do you know who could pep that up? Who could? Dean Roberts Lowe. Dean Roberts Lowe. Dean Roberts Lowe. He could do better production for Samsung yeah. than, than whoever made that. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Just prove I'm at home and I am doing my washing. Excellent. Well, you might hear a bit of banging um, round the back because my husband's in the garage knocking up a wardrobe. I did, I did ask him if, <laughs> I did ask him if we could keep it quiet for about an hour, but I, I, I can hear something going on in the background. But yeah, we're at home. I mean, we can't afford studio space. No. <laughs> it's very honest broadcasting, this, folks. It's fine. Very honest. You're listening to the Happy Garden with Molly Green and Darren Roach. What, what a load, load of old manure. manure. Right, should we do some lamp questions? 
Yeah. Right, a fair few have come in on the email, thehappygardenpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so this is our Kevin, lovely Kevin, asks, and I've, um, I've sent you the picture that he sent me, haven't I? Yeah, yeah. Molly, Darren, do I cut these things back? They've gone a little <laughs> bit of a mix of Pete Burns dash dead and alive. What? Now, these daisy things, they're not daisies, are they? Uh, they're called a fleabane. Their uh, Latin name is Oringeron, OK? And they do look a bit tatty at this time of year. You get a lot from them, actually, Molly, because those have been in flower probably for two or three months. So uh, what Kevin can do is he can cut them back if he wants to because they're in a lovely container, aren't they, in a bu- bucket or a container, mm. and they're just flowing over. So if Kevin wants to, he can cut them back. And you just Take your shears, you know, your hedge, edging shears that you cut your hedge with and just chop them back. You don't need to be uh, uh, delicate about it at all. But they are meant to look messy. I normally use these in garden designs um, across paths and at the edge of paths because they just so sort pretty. of wander around paths and yeah. things like that. They are really, really lovely. So, Kevin, yes, you can cut them back if you want to. You don't need to be delicate about them. But they do look a bit untidy and the, the sort of daisy-like flowers will sort of burn up, leave you with some 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 brown ones and some dead ones. But don't, don't prune through them because you don't need to be doing that just get your get your shears out and give them a good clip back and they'll be fine for you what are they called again a ringer on a ringer on a ringer on a ringer on um okay um <laughs> no, you didn't laugh then darren <laughs> wait 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 i was wait. trying to be polite <laughs> no wait 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 a ringer on a ringer on <laughs> thank you darren um <laughs> with with a ringer on is that a seed that you sow, or do you buy those little ones? Because I want to get some for next year to you, spill over the pots like um, Kevin's. You, you can do both if you want to. Yeah, you can buy potted plants, or you can buy seed and actually sow them. They're hardy, so if you sow them, you can sow them in their, their flowering position. So right. you don't need to do anything. You know, you don't need to start them in, indoors or anything like that. And Kevin can leave those out all year round, so not a problem okay. at all. And then part duh to the question, uh, Molly Darren, tips for keeping this rose bush going in Pete's late dad's watering can. What a lovely thing to do to to have the watering can and 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 keep it, you know, keep it alive with with beauty and plants. Well, well, this is what we should do. We should recycle, repurpose, reuse, yeah. you know. And I was talking to um, uh, a group last night about this. Um, in uh, It's a group called The Potting Shed, and they were in Droitwich. Mm. A lovely, lovely group at the Salvation Army Hall. And I told them I'd mention them on the Happy Garden oh, podcast. Hello. So there you go. Hello. hello. Um, excellent. And, you know, especially if it's got a personal attachment, you know, uh, relative or something like that what yeah. more could you want and this rose is quite happy in the watering can kevin all you need to do is you just need to prune it back so give it a month or so and then take it back by half and then as we get into the winter months you can prune it back another quarter and then it will bush out it will remain the same size as it is because it looks quite nice it looks quite balanced as it is so you don't want the plant to become top heavy and then as long as you do that at the same time of year every time October into November, you'll keep that plant looking really good, really vigorous, and that's what you want. The more vigorous the the plant, folks, the more flowers it's going to actually produce for you. What about drainage when you're using an alternative container? How much drainage do you need to drill or, you know, do you need to to, to do to, to any given container? 
Well, you need you need at least one hole in the, in there, and probably two or three for a, a shrubby plant, and then obviously put some broken crock in the bottom of the pot, and that allows some drainage for the plant inside the pot, as well as uh, allowing for water to get out, so the plant's not sitting in water, in other words. And you could sort of quarter fill that watering can with just a little bit of broken crock, and then put your compost on top, and that will be fine. That rose will be totally and utterly happy. Okay, thank you very much, Dazzler. Um, And thank you, Kevin, um, for the question as well. The Happy Garden Podcast at gmail.com if you want Darren to help you with anything. You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Roach. Oh, Darren, I know what I wanted to tell you. Went to a boot sale on Sunday. Uh, Oh, the sunrise on Sunday morning. Oh. Anyway, that aside, um, having a rummage through a couple of uh, boxes, house clearances, um, I found some Mr Fothergill's dwarf French beans. My husband loves growing beans, so I had a look at them. Turned them over. Best before. August 1984. Mm. (laughs) Nearly 40 years old, these beans. And I thought, well, I'll ask Darren about these. August 1984, 69p they were. How many's in here? I don't know. It's a big packet. How many's in here? Oh, 125 beans seeds. Well, now, shall I bother? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> so, here's the thing to do, folks. Okay, if you've got an old packet of seeds, some of them will still be viable. So what you're looking for is what's called a viable embryo. So the first thing you need to do, Molly... Oh, shall is I open take... them? Yeah, well, I'll open them, yeah, shall you can have a them? look Hang at on. them. I'll open them and then I can describe what it's that. Look at this, 40... These are nearly as old as me. Here you are. Let me open them. Oh. I think can be that old. Sorry? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything. This is like opening the eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just go over that. Right, just go past it. Yeah. Listen, listen, listen. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Here. Oh, hello, hello, beans. They haven't seen the light of day for 40 years. Oh. Darren, they look really healthy, except yeah. for that one. That one's a bit withered. But everyone else, yeah. everyone else looks lovely. So here's your germination test, okay, mm. um, to see which ones are viable or not. You take a glass of water and you pour the bag into a glass of water. Those that float mm. are non-viable because the embryo has died and that space is filled with air. Ah. So the heavy ones will, will basically um, go to the bottom of the glass and those are the ones that you can sow and those will make a bean plant. And I will uh, make a prediction here that you'll have at least 65% really? germination rate when you actually sow them. But I think that's a really good trial we need to do on the Happy Garden podcast, don't you? Eggs do the same, off eggs float. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. it's the same principle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just getting them all rest back in the packet. Shall I give you half of these? Yeah. All and right. You can have you 60 can do of half these. And yeah. I'll do half. Defo. Yeah. Does it and, matter uh, when we plant them? It says on the back May to June, two inches deep. Yeah, well, that's outside. So you can sow them indoors, uh, but you just need to protect them. And obviously, there's a there's a sort of a, uh, a season when beans will produce beans. Um, so well, we could do them. We, we could save them till uh, till next year if you wanted to. Could, or yeah. we could do half of them as a germination test. Mm. Literally, put some in pots now 
and see which germinate. Okay. All right. Well, that's something to think on, isn't it? I'm pleased I yeah. picked those up. So it'd be an interesting, uh, interesting test because we do often get questions, don't we, that my seeds are out of date. Shall I bother? And you always say yes, don't you? Yeah, because uh, seed manufacturers have to earn money, folks. So they put a date stamp on their packets so that you will buy more seeds. <laughs> as long as you keep them in a cool, dark place. They will be fine. Okay. I often tell the story that when I was a manager of a horticultural unit um, in Wolverhampton, uh, we had the local cottage garden society um, uh, bring us in hundreds, if not thousands, of seeds. Now, this was in the 1990s, folks, mm. and some of those seeds were from 1950. We sowed them, and, you know, we got a good germination rate, and they were collected seeds, so they weren't, you know, sort of uh, manufactured or put into seed packets. These these were things that people had gone out and collected and stored. So if you store them in a cool, dark place, you're fine. Mm. Okay, uh, that's something for the future then, an interesting one to do. Shall we do your feature SWAT or not? Now in the happy garden. What is it? Is it a bee? SWAT or not? I'm not not! Right then, what what are you profiling today? The wasp. <laughs> Wasps were probably best known for disrupting our summer picnics, but they are actually very important in keeping the ecosystem balanced. Without wasp, the world would be overrun with spiders and insects. Each summer, social wasps in the UK capture an estimated 14 million kilograms of insect prey, such as caterpillars and green fly. So perhaps we should be calling them and considering them a gardener's friend rather than a gardener's foe. Wasps are generally apex predators, so if they're not doing well, it indicates that the world around them is not doing well. Wasps are hugely beneficial to their native ecosystems due to the sheer amount of insects they capture. But their voracious appetites can cause problems if a species spreads or is introduced to new areas and their numbers aren't kept under control. For example, in New Zealand where the, ge- the German wasp was introduced and there's no native social wasps to keep them under control. Adult wasps don't eat their prey. Uh, they feed them to the young. Social species capture insects, chop them up and carry them back to the nest. Some solitary species are a little bit more sinister. For example, most spider wasps paralyse their arachnid prey with their venomous sting. Then their larvae eat them from the inside out, still alive. Instead of eating insects and spiders, adult wasps, both social and solitary, only feed on sugars. In the wild, sugars come from nectar, honeydew produced by aphids, and wasp larvae also produce a sugary liquid, which sometimes their adults consume. This is where we come a cropper as humans. There's a lot of sugar in pubs and picnics. Adult wasps don't live very long, so they don't really need protein. They're just trying to load up on the carbs. And finally, folks, when on the hunt for nectar, wasps can also become accidental predators by travelling from plant to plant carrying pollen. While their contribution to pollination may not be as substantial as bees, wasps still pay a valuable part. And finally, finally, folks, 
If you're worried about wasps at this time of year, they're on their way out. They do get a little bit angry because they know they're going to die. <laughs> but in the next couple of weeks or so, they will be gone. So, suswat or not, I think not. Oh, Darren, I love you. They're a little bit miffed. They <laughs> know that their uh, guard has well, been dealt. They get, they get f***ed. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Sorry. What, what did you say? <laughs> they what? I, I said swear word. <laughs> did you say the I did. <laughs> you could take it out. Oh, oh, I'll do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll sort that out. It's fine. It's fine. I've never, seen, I've never heard you swear before. Molly and Darren. Do you know who we were? <laughs> yeah, definitely um, not swat our dazzler. Do you know, I was having a conversation, <laughs> heated conversation the other day, of somebody a couple of days ago who was about to get an exterminator out because they got a, 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 they'd noticed that they'd got um, a, a nest in their garden. And I was saying, oh, please just leave them. All summer they've been, you know, looking after the Queen, ready for her to leave. She'll be leaving any day now. But they were going to get the exterminator out. I hope they didn't, because uh, it's such a shame. And we have one in the loft above the kitchen. And sometimes I sit on a deck chair outside watching. Darren, the amount of work, it is phenomenal. And the community they've got, they all know where they're going when they leave. They all know what they're doing when they come back. Yeah. And there's thousands in there. I know not everybody likes them, of course they don't, but they're fascinating, intelligent little things. Well, they're not out to sting you. No. I mean, that's, that's the big thing, is they will only sting if they feel threatened. And that, that is the, uh, you know, the big thing to take on board. And if you've ever seen a wasp nest, how technical is oh, that? Oh, amazing. How fabulous is it? Yeah. yeah you know, it, it really is technical, isn't it? You know, and once they've left and they've gone, then um, have a look inside, chop it in half. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely stunning. Whatever, whatever. It's a piece of architecture, isn't it? It is. It, it really, is. really is. Oh, fascinating yeah. little things. I enjoyed that. Um, do we know what we're profiling next week or will it be a surprise? Earwigs. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right then. Can we do earwigs? Okay, look forward to that next week uh, on episode three of the Happy Garden podcast. Would you like me to read you a poem from Babs? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. This is nice. Anything that you want me to, to have a look at, to read to Darren, to share, any advice you need, questions in the garden that you've got, or just comments like Babs, then it is the Happy Garden podcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. I'm Molly Green with an IE. Darren is Darren Rudge. And you've got the um, Laughing Gardener, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So you, you'll, you'll find me everywhere as the Laughing Gardener yeah. on Twitter, <laughs> um, Facebook. And the Instagram is the Happy Garden uh, podcast on Instagram as well. And the Happy Garden podcast at gmail.com for email. So this came on the email and um, here we are. On Sundays, I tune into Molly. Cos gardening with Darren is so jolly. He sits in his pants and he talks about plants from cacti to roses and holly. Fantastic. <laughs> Thanks, Babs. That's brilliant. That's nice. Are, are you not in Would your you pants? Would you know a sit in your pants? <laughs> one, one hopes he isn't. Having said that, I can't talk. <laughs> oh, it is very warm in here. Just having a party. Yes, exactly. We are. Uh, listen, um, Chris and Schiffnell, I was going to call you. We were going to have a phone out again today, Darren. We're, it's not a phone in. It, <laughs> it's a phone out because I bought this burner phone. Um, and if you're listening to podcast one, the, the first one, you'll know. Well, 
It all went wrong, didn't it? So the phone <laughs> has been in a lead-lined drawer all week. <laughs> and I thought about bringing it out today, and then I thought better of it. We'll try it next it's a week. Bit demonic, isn't it? Well, I think you needed to have, to have it blessed. We c- have <laughs> 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 exorcised the demon. We tried to ring Dave last week, and I don't know what happened to his voice, but it did turn him into Satan. He's now called Demonic Dave. We've down, got garlic hanging up the in pub. the office. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll do the phone out next week. If you want us to phone you again, use all those uh, ways to get in touch, and maybe we can maybe we can turn you into something you don't want to be. Could you have a final question before we leave? Oh, and yeah. then we'll do some jobs and then we'll leave. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. So the final one is from Alan in Stafford. Uh, Molly Darren, why are my cucumbers yellow at the end of the season? I have used seaweed feed. I have used tomato feed. So not sure it's the nutrients. Might it be overwatering? Many thanks, Alan. Yeah, more than likely, Alan, it is war- overwatering. So um, you've just, it's, it's the same as tomatoes, really. You've just got to try and get that watering on a constant uh, sort of level so that you're giving them just enough, not too much. And um, that, that is a big problem with growing tomatoes as well as cucumbers. It could be light as well, so if they've, they've got congested growth around them, uh, then cut back the foliage. At this time, Time of year, folks, um, you should be doing that anyway on your cucumbers and your tomatoes, taking away any foliage, particularly around the base of the plants or anything that's not letting light into uh, the fruit itself. So, uh, But I do think, Alan, you're probably right there. You're probably overwatering. You're being a little bit too kind uh, to your cucumbers. Okay. Thank you for the question, though, Alan, um, up in Stafford. Nice to hear from you. Should we do some jobs for the week ahead? Yes. Do you know, I haven't even looked at... Normally I do the forecast, don't I, for the week ahead? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I think... I'm, I'm just having a look at my phone for the national forecast. I think we're, uh, yeah, kind of where we should be as we head into autumn. I think we're still hovering around 20, a little bit more further south in the week to come, but... We're where we should be, really, with sunshine and showers. Still warm weather. We're not uh, not autumnal just yet, but um, I think it's a good week to be out in the garden. So let's do some jobs for the week ahead. Now in the happy garden. Oh, I say, sweetie, this is my favourite bit. Time for Darren to be absolutely flabulous and regale us with his gardening jobs for the week ahead. Well, yes. <laughs> OK. Yes. <laughs> well... As Molly says, it is a great time to be in the garden because it's autumn, folks. Whether you like it or whether you don't, um, it is autumn. And you need to start to think about those autumn jobs. Like your lawn. Keep mowing, folks, and keep it tidy. But now start to think about aeration, scarification, removing all that thash and compaction. Um, Over the weeks that you've been mowing and walking on your lawn, it becomes very, very compacted. So just get the garden fork out and uh, spike, as we call it, into the ground and just relieve that compaction. Get your springbok rake, I often call it the claw, and basically um, rake through that top surface of that lawn. Think about an autumn weed and feed as well. Uh, because this rain that's coming down is excellent for applying autumn weed and feed. Also, think about your beds and borders. Keep weeding through. Remember to water through uh, those hanging baskets, patio pots, and keep them well fed. And uh, they'll carry on giving you that wonderful colour that you know and love for many, many weeks to come, if you actually do that. Pick out your fruit and veg. 
And then finally, um, place pumpkins if you've done them on a flat stone or piece of slate or wood if the ground is really, really heavy or even some straw just to guard against rotting because guess what, folks? It'll soon be Halloween. Well, I don't know about you, but I've had a thoroughly lovely time listening to that sweetie darling. I know that I will be having a crack at some of those jobs this week. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you next week for more absolutely rudgelicious gardening Aww. jobs for the week ahead. You're listening to the Happy Garden Podcast with Molly Green and Darren Rudge. Is that it? Can I go home now? She loves you. Oh. Rudgelicious. Rudgelicious. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dazzler Pants. Um... Hey, we've done it again. Yeah, episode Ooh, two. We did it again. Oh, Dad. <laughs> Darren Rudge singing Britney. That's why I was never, <laughs> never, ever a singer. Oh, I don't know. You, you can hold a tune, I'll give you that. Now, listen, for next episode, yes. uh, for next week, you said you are going to do some sort of pruning special for us. Well, we're going to do... It's semi-rightwood cutting season, Molly. So um, I'm going to profile... What does that mean? Who, what, what plants? Oh, well, it means, if you like fuchsias... If you like camellias, if you like rhododendrons, if you like doitsia, hydrangeas, all those sorts of things, I'm going to tell you how to propagate them at this time. And it's called semi-ripe wood cuttings. It's when the cutting is fleshy and green on top but woody at the base. I'll tell you how to do it. So you can grow your own plants. Do you know what will be lovely? Not only can you grow your own plants and get free plants, best price, um, we are not far off from being, you know, Christmas, Darren. And nope. every Christmas, you and I always say, one of the best gifts you can... Don't be doing socks. Having said that, how many pairs of socks have I given you with the happy, P-E-A, happy Christmas on? <laughs> how many pea socks have you had from me? But anyway, <laughs> socks aside, how nice is a, a cutting or a small plant to give as a, a Christmas gift? And it'll be free. Well, especially if you've grown it yourself yeah, with your own with love. love. So that's there you nice. go. So, uh, yeah, that's next week. Do you want to do a bit of um, cooking next week? Can do, if you like. If you want to do a well, little bit of foraging. Well, there's there's an option on top of that as well because I'm going to start a little slot as well. You don't know you don't know about this. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you're going to feel because you've got Darren's larder. Yeah. So I come down your larder, but yeah. I'd like to cordially invite you one day to come to Molly's pickling parlour. Oh yes. Would you like yes. to come to my pickling parlour? I would. Would you? Yeah. I think you you will be good at pickling. Do you? <laughs> well, the thing is, though, coming to because you're brilliant <laughs> at foraging, and which, which the season is still foraging, but we're coming to the end of of produce really, and there'll be gluts of all sorts. Yeah. So there's not much you can't stick in vinegar. So I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll be doing a little pickling slot as well. But we'll do either one of those next week. We'll decide. Excellent. Right. Sounds really, really good. Yeah. Molly in a pickle. Yeah, that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> right then, our Dazzler Pants, thank you for today. We had a right giggle and thank you very much for listening and we'll do it all again next week. Uh, yeah, go on then. <laughs> Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.